Rifraff Diagnostic 007. The life raft is no more. I've been drifting untethered for a while now. My suit's O2 reserve down to 1% and falling quickly. Profound stillness surrounds me. The cosmos at peace with itself. If only for a short time. I'm once again cast into the void, stargazing on borrowed time, dedicating what little air I have left in my helmet to tell the end of my story. One last transmission for anyone out there listening. What's left of the life raft is flotsam, floating debris in various forms, most now fading from my view. Among the wreckage, I cling to a mangled thermal protection tile, torn from the raft's exterior and hurled toward me in the explosion. It's the only piece of home that I have left. This broken sliver of carbon fiber. Tattooed in cautionary signage for the technicians who once installed it. The surface is now desecrated in scorch marks. Any words that once adorned it, now illegible. That is with the exception of one word that remains clear underneath the scratches and burns. Stamped in faded red font, quietly glaring up at me. The word forward. Huh. I've decided that will be the name of my new vessel. The way forward. Powered by a hyperdrive that I forge with my own hands. Embers that I set ablaze from my own breath. Driven by what drives me. In my elder years, I'll claim my land designation on the colony. Plant a garden. Eat real food. Drink fresh water. Every night I'll break bread with the stars. Telling our stories and sharing our secrets until sleep prevails. Every day, I'll bask in the warm light of the two suns turning my pale skin gold and bringing my garden to harvest. Because dying out here can't be so. It won't be so. 
forward is all I have left. In the hours that followed the death of a marauder named Raker, the spacing of his corrupted synthetic, and the loss of my sole companion in this void, I prepared to board and commandeer the tethered chimera. Although the raft's AI was now badly damaged, it was able to override the derelict vessel's exterior hatchway and the inside doors of the decompression chamber, forcing open both portals simultaneously and exhuming all breathable air from the cabin. Anything untethered was sent into a zero-gravity spin, and I was able to move weightlessly throughout the ship's interior, despite my shattered left leg. What I found inside was emptiness. No other crew on board, only a limited supply of oxygen and rations, perhaps enough for a day or two and low power reserves allocated for cloaking and life support. The Chimera's hyperdrive had been extinguished for quite some time, leaving the ship adrift within my grid for what was probably several months until our paths crossed. A hard copy manual of the ship's cloaking configurations floated aimlessly above the center console and in the main sleeping quarters, I discovered a set of worn ID tags that belonged to Raker, bearing the sigil of a station ranger. A past life. Like mine. But out here, we are what we are. And Raker made his choice. Even in death, Raker's work wasn't done just yet. Something I did, something I touched in the cabin, triggered a beacon. I heard the ping loud and clear, emanating from the ship's control panel, followed by a return ping from something still on the grid. A synthetic. Although spaced, Cyrus continued to function on standby, and within moments, his return signal activated the ship's self-destruct protocols, commencing a two-minute countdown over the Chimera's PA system. Perhaps Raker wasn't as blinded by desperation as I had thought. This was his plan B scuttle the ship and take the raft out with it. My panicked escape seemed to play out in slow motion. The sound of my heartbeat and my erratic breathing amplified within my helmet. My faceplate fogging up from the inside and obstructing my view. 
a momentary loss of direction. Vertigo. And then, a voice in my head. The same voice that pushed me to send this last transmission. A voice telling me, insisting, that it wasn't going to end like this. At last, pushing through the Chimera's exit, I free-floated through the tentacle-like corridor that the tether cables created between our craft. Knowing the time was short, I frantically grabbed at the magnetized ends of the cables and pulled with every fiber of my being. But it was no use. The tethers were locked down and would not release their hold on the life raft. So, I did the only thing I could do. I positioned my right foot on the raft's hull, angled my body away from both vessels, and pushed off propelling myself forcefully into the void above. I shut my eyes and braced for the impending impact of the explosion. And here I am. Surviving conflict once again, only to starve for air. Grasping onto a piece of debris, the only remaining artifact from my ordeal, pretending that it still provides warmth and shelter as the raft once did. Those days seem far gone now, as does the hopeless pilot who fought so hard against the reckoning force of the cosmos around him. But now, now I understand. You see, the stars don't care about how many billions of light years I've traveled, how many medals I've earned, or how many years I've served. They welcome me into their world with open arms, regardless of my rank my credentials, my mistakes. They plead for my attention, flickering with curiosity and contentment, hinting at the loosely kept secret that all this time they've been gazing back, that they see in me what I see in them. Oxygen level zero percent. This is the end. I will keep this transmission running as long as I can. The transponder should maintain some power after I'm gone. 
to carry my message forward. Forward. If I am to die out here, I will not die ruminating over the sins of the past. Rather, I will find comfort in my own suit, in my own skin, in the blessed company of luminaries and constellations. Forward. I'm letting go of this wreckage. I don't need it anymore. Perhaps I never did. The raft introduced me to the stars through its crystal clear window. But a window all the same. Forward. A billion tiny hyperdrives. Always inspiring. Always warm. Even when there's no warmth for them to give. Forward. I'm removing my helmet now. I need to gaze upon this universe without a window, without a faceplate. For once in my life, I need to see the stars with my own eyes, even if I can't breathe, even if I At last, I can breathe.